Hey, hey, it's the Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ossmeyers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gumbelson and Lee Rodswell, along with my co-hosts Stacey Noel Connor and Nate Safer. Welcome to the Bravo Breakdown. Hey, hey, happy holidays. Happy Boxing Day to all of our UK and Australian mm-hmm. listeners. Indeed. Susie, looking at oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining a few of our listeners are a tad hungover. I mean, as they listen to this, so I hope we're healing them with our the nur- the positivity and nurturing that pretty corrupt is known for. <laughs> the dulcet tones of our voices, your vocal fry, my overabundance of the use of the word like. I mean, you know, we've we've got it all going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Oh, boy. You know what this holiday was for me? Or this past week was a holiday. And that is, this was a fantastic episode of Beverly Hills. We should just get into it. I love it. Really, it. it really was. I'm, 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 nine, epi- I'm nine episodes into my, uh, my fandom, and this is my favorite one for, by far. I mean, I was, I was intent on taking this week off, uh, but this, this damn episode. It beckoned you. It, it just pulled me back in. It's like the mafia. Mm-hmm. But oh my God, it was so good. Mm. Who thought that Crystal yeah. could throw a dinner party that could make people talk? Man, <laughs> these dinner parties are out of control. If I was, if I was, I mean, obviously, you know, being on the show, there's going to be drama. But if, if, if this was my friend group, I would just not show up to their dinner parties because they're messy as hell. Every single one. But that food looked awesome. <laughs> that food was incredible. Mm-hmm. She did do a good job with that, which is, I know she's trying to, does she have a cookbook or is she trying to sell one? She, she had like a TikTok or like her social media was a bit about like her, like cooking and stuff like that. Okay. Then maybe she's been marketing. She, there's been something going on with her and like cooking and hosting crystal, but it's never the food that matters here. It's mm-hmm. the fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dessert that's the main course mm-hmm. oh maybe we should take it from the top from the very top yeah, yeah. Amory. Mm-hmm. She, she was only in it for like five minutes and she still ruined the episode for me her, she fi- she's finally on the, she's on the credits opening credits she has a tagline her tagline is terrible absolutely terrible Mm -hmm. i may put you to sleep for a living but i always keep one eye open doesn't even make sense she's not the one unconscious what does that mean yeah yeah i also have a feeling and and i'll probably I, i have a feeling that also she has not worked full time as an as an anesthesiologist since she got engaged i just have a feeling i don't have any proof mm. that's just kind of like she just kind of seems like one of those girls who like she finally got engaged and she was like i'm i'm busy planning my wedding that's my full-time job and then she got married and then she's and then she has kids do you know what i mean like i don't have any proof of that somebody would probably clap back and be like she was working blah, blah, blah. and that's fine prove me wrong i would love for that but at the same time that's just the feeling especially after last week's episode and her talking all about her eight and a half mm. life like Mm, that that's getting that's eight and a half energy right there i got engaged i'm not working <laughs> there we go so I, I think it was very telling that when she went over to kyle's and kyle had that weird feast for two people which is bizarre like that huge spread and it was just it was it oh was that just, like charcuterie bar yeah and it was wasn't it just was it dorit and anne-marie or i can't remember who was it dorit i can't remember the third person but it was three people mm. and there was feast for a hundred people Oh yeah, I was trying to do the math because, like, I, I like the catering. Obviously, she didn't make that stuff. That's yeah. brought in catering. What? <gasps> what? <laughs> no, what? But those, Kyle didn't cut that all of that all of that cheese herself. What? Those add up, and those were huge, and there were lots of meats and lots of cheeses. And I was like, was like, was that like like twelve hundred bucks for like two for like three people total who eat like a hundred calories a day? So maybe she mm-hmm. was having people over later. It went to the crew. I don't know, but that was a spread. That was a full. Cocktail it went to her dogs. Yep. Yeah. 
She has to feed all of those dogs, and they just got a charcuterie platter. Like, feast. well, Romeo, yeah. Romeo the dog almost uh, almost got a piece of Anne Marie for a meal, which was a dogs know dogs know when it's a, you're when they're dealing with a person that you know that's awful, and that the way that Romeo just snapped at Anne Marie is perfect. Oh, perfect. the vibes, yeah. yeah dogs yeah. can pick up energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. oddly dogs really like me and people are like oh that means you're a good person they like me like, too oh, yeah like- i yeah they we, we fool we're fooling them i don't know how but we're fooling yeah. these dogs <laughs> somehow i just couldn't believe that we were still talking about sutton's small esophagus i was like let this not yeah. be a thing for this entire mm. season please no not not again not anymore I noticed something. I don't know if it's something it been going on for a while. A lot of the flashbacks they showed to previous episodes were scenes that didn't air. They're like were f- parts of conversation that didn't actually air in the previous episode. Mm. Like they were taught, you know, it was like expanded. Is that something they often do? Because I was watching. I'm like, I don't remember them saying that. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they they, um, like they yeah. film, okay. you know, like what is it, four to six months, and it all gets con- basically a week and condensed into forty-four minutes. So they do have like supporting things that get. Okay. Yeah. Anne Marie, though, I mean, it's not looking great for her. So she finally had her big debut last week. She got her tagline this week, and then she appears as a phone in on FaceTime. She's already out of town mm-hmm. for what may be, I mean, we don't know what's coming, but she, Kyle was getting ready and Marie FaceTimes in from Hawaii and that she's heading to what's going to be one of the dinner parties that defines the reunion and defines the season. Mm-hmm. So I, it's not like the outlook isn't great for her. Oh, bummer. <laughs> the magic eight ball. Will 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 Anne Marie survive to season two? Outlook not so yeah. <laughs> Oh no. How sad. Mm. <laughs> I see that share that tear you're shedding, oh. Lisa Renna. <laughs> mm. You know, if the outlook was good for her and she was a stronger housewife, they would have had some kind of crew in Hawaii with her to show her family vacation. I mean, maybe they mm. did. I don't know if Bravo would spend all that to trail her and then not use it. But it just doesn't look good. It's friend of. Not only was she most of her screen time on on a FaceTime call, it was a poor, poorly connected FaceTime. Like she mm. was super glitchy and frozen. I was like, this is perfect. This is perfect. That's all I need to see of her. This seems to be the This is like a fun new way. It's Kyle's check-ins with people to bring them into the show. She had Morgan on the other week. Same thing. She's getting ready for an event. She's at her, what do you call it? A vanity mm-hmm. doing her makeup. And then the people FaceTime in and then off she goes to some kind of conflict, <laughs> some kind of mm-hmm. nightmare party. I do think it's interesting to, to compare the Kyle's energy in the FaceTime with Morgan versus the FaceTime with Anne Marie, because they she Kyle's doing the exact same thing, getting ready for a, a dinner event at her vanity while she's talking to each one of these two friends. And there's a different energy. Now, granted, they're different friends, you know, mm-hmm. different levels of friendship. But that's mm-hmm. exactly what I'm saying. There's different levels of friendship here going on. I'm just just reading. I'm just reading. Maybe yeah. reading too much into it because I want to. You know, cordial, but- cordial with one and smitten with the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little flirty, a little bit more like, mm, yeah, like a mm-hmm. little bit more of like, look what I'm showing you type of thing, as opposed to, oh, look, Ooh. this is what I'm wearing. That's Oops, like, my oh, robe okay. slipped. <laughs> oh, mm, oh no. <laughs> oh, then I'm, there like, was... I'm wearing a new necklace. Look yeah, at this. yeah. Look at my necklace. <laughs> oh my god. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What, what what else there was Sutton's day oh, oh my god uh, oh yeah. my god oh, oh, I'm so horrible that it didn't work out oh. I'm, I'm one step closer um, <laughs> oh. yeah I felt, <laughs> I felt you know I know at first I, I thought she was cheating on you but yeah. no well it may I, I mean I hit really close to home I for the better part of 10 years I lived down the street from Lava M so I was like oh in my hood too god damn it mm. But why? If, okay, if you're Sal, the um, 
the, who sells the environmentally safe office supplies, which I would have liked to have gotten more into that. <laughs> um, and, and he's very sweaty and he's a mama's boy, but what he didn't seem like the kind of person that was like an attention that wants attention in terms of like being on camera. Like, why would you agree to be, to film your date? You know, like I could understand it if you, if you're like, okay, I want to be famous. This guy did not seem like he wanted to be famous at all. Yeah. Maybe it was, I was thinking about that. I was like, cause it's a, obviously she's not paying Alessandra for this. This is uh the, the uh, matchmaker. Is that her name? Alessandra? Mm-hmm. This is a mm-hmm. Bravo, you know, an arrangement. So maybe she was like, I'll comp you, I'll comp you my services if you agree to sit down for this date. Cause it's promotion for the, you know, it's like a whole promotion for the dating service. It's a storyline for Sutton. Cause I was trying to understand like why he didn't try to get that shut out <laughs> myself. He doesn't seem like a attention seeker. And it was well, I don't know. Do y'all really know Mama's Boys very well from the outside? I'm like. really curious. How, <laughs> I mean, obviously they edited, edited, edited it together. Excuse me, so that he was only talking about his mom. Like they just kept yeah. cutting back and back to him telling stories, and they cut like Sutton's reaction shots were great. Like she could not have looked mm-hmm. more bored the entire time. Mm-hmm. I love that she even said like she almost used one of her excuses about a sick child. Um, <laughs> But so I'm curious if he really <laughs> did only talk about his mom because that was funny, but that also yeah. would be heavily produced to look like that. Yeah. God, I mean, I would hope not, but I, I, I mean, you two have never dated men in LA, but it's sometimes it it happens where you think you can talk about multiple things on a date, but it ends up being about one thing. It's him. It's his mother. It's his ex. It's his job. It's like, it's his dog. Like, and you think, Oh, okay, well he's done talking about, we're going to talk about something else. No, 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 no. Somehow like you start to ask him about his job and it goes right back to his dog. Mm-hmm. Like some, like mm-hmm. how I can't like stay late at it. They asked me to stay late at work, but I couldn't, I couldn't leave my dog. And, da, da, da. and you're just like, Oh my gosh. Like, look, I wanted a man who loves pets. But I didn't want a man who loves pets. Like <laughs> I want a man who likes, I want a man who likes his mom. I don't want a man who hates his mom. I want a man who has a good relationship with his mom, but I don't want a mama's boy. Like, no, I want a man who has healthy boundaries with his mother. I think that's what he, he was going for. Like to try to, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a Southern thing close to, you know, your mother close to your parent. Maybe he was just angling me like, oh, she'll like this angle. Like, you know, I'm yeah, close to that's, my mom. That's how but I he thought, went way too far. Yeah. Yeah. Like when it yeah. started, when he st- led with the mom, I was like, oh, he's trying to show he's like a nice guy. But the thing is, we don't know if he has kids or exes or what. So I think he was trying to show. But yeah, it started like that weird, that story about Vegas and the topless showgirl. Stri- yeah, 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 that was, was that like, was so weird. I was like, okay, now we're crossing into Oedipus. This is getting, <laughs> this is getting yeah. a little, you're well, telling risque stories about you and your mom. Okay, no. Just say like well, you're is a even, nice even guy. Weirder, he didn't even start with the mom stuff. He started with the sweat stuff. He's like, mm. yeah, I'm a sweater. I'm always, it was just awkward. Like, what a weird icebreaker. I sweat a lot. I'm very sweaty. And she, there's a look on her face was like, what? Yeah. What, you're starting with this? Yeah, exactly. You're going to leave. And he wasn't, and this is the thing. He's not an unattractive man. Like, he's a, he's a pretty attractive man in that age range. And he's got a full head of hair, too. Yeah. Sorry, guys. But, like, he's got a full no. head of hair. That's a rare, and especially in that age group. Like, and he was put together. Why are you leading with, with being was, sweaty? Yeah, yeah he, was he was dressed nice. Polished, yeah. And her, tall. He was tall, which was one of her, mm-hmm. her very first things. She, she wanted rich. She want, Well, no, she said she's going to, money will come later. But what she wanted rich. Mm-hmm. Or she, I'm sorry, she wanted tall and something else. I can't remember, but he mm-hmm. definitely was tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is why this is why we can't date men on paper. Like that's that's why like mm-hmm. the person on paper and just checking off boxes doesn't work. That's why you do have to meet people. You have to talk to them. Like like you can't fall in love with somebody just by like what you read and what you what you see on an app or which like all that stuff. Like, oh man. something I've been thinking about too like we do know the terms of her divorce and she is it's not just it's not like she's a widow which is what I mean she doesn't have full control of her money it's not like say Mm -hmm. candy spelling or whatever and she can go do what she wants realistically uh, Sutton probably will never remarry at least while her ex is alive 
because the terms of the alimony include <laughs> Don't until it's- break Nate's heart. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sutton, she's going to be, no, because I want that money too. So we'll just have a long-term relationship. We don't need to be married. Like, right. If that's going to cut off the money, no, no, no. It no. will. It, the terms and the documents that were brought up and everything, it is. So here's, it's, you know, the 300000 whatever, for life, except if they're, except for death, obviously, which she has a $20 million life insurance policy on him in that case. So she'll be paid out. But if there's a change in marital status, if she marries, she loses the income. Well, now so the guy only, really has to be worth it to her. Well, so I mean, guys, it's always going on. to be dating and playing. She's—I don't think she's really looking for something serious. My only issue with you know, I'm obviously looking to go long term with her. Uh, at some point, I assume a civil, like, um, what is that called? Like the civil marriage? Um, yeah. When you know you're not legally Union. married, uh, yeah, like you've been together. For, I just can't think of the term when you've been together for a long time. Common law, common law, common law was what that's I was thinking. It, Thank you, Stacy. So I don't know if common law affects um, alimony. I, I'm sure it probably does. So I don't know how I would navigate that with sudden, like, because I I'm look I'm looking to go like Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn with her, stay together forever, but never get married. Yes, Maybe I support this. You could um, stick in there long enough, then break up and get some trickle down palimony. <laughs> she just has mm-hmm. to pay you out. Like, no, Nate is in love. Mm-hmm. Nate is. This is true love. This is mm-hmm. soulmate. True financial I, love. Yeah, <laughs> he's going for long. Yeah. I have been in love with her for eight episodes now, so <laughs> we're, going, we're going on two months. Um, but it's real. It's real. You know, I don't know if it's the heels, but she's taller than I thought. Maybe she was wearing heels when I saw her at the Kathy's party, and I didn't really interact with her. She was, she wasn't there late. But I never. I've talked about this before on the podcast, where I'm a terrible gauge of people on camera and their heights. And I thought she mm-hmm. was this petite little, like Kyle is petite and short on the shorter side. But I remember thinking like. Points for you, Nate. She looked kind of statuesque. She was tall, mm. and I'm thinking maybe maybe she was wearing platform. I, I didn't I wasn't like gauging it so much, but I, she was. You know, she was a good height. I, so. I, I find it very endearing too that that like it's like a running joke. Her her wardrobe. You know, she's not necessarily wearing the designer stuff everybody else's, but you know, she went to that. They showed in flashbacks. She went to like on a date with like a cat sweater. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. mm-hmm. And then you know, we'll we'll get into it. But then what she showed up, they were making fun of her. What she showed up in wearing to the Taco Tuesday, like as soon as she walked in, I don't remember who it was, but they're like, she's wearing that, really. So it's like it's endearing. Yeah, she doesn't give a fuck what people think yeah, about that's what she's wearing, exactly. to be honest with you. Exactly. She doesn't, and that's that's one of the things I like. Like when she had the cat when the whole cat sweater episode, I was like, I love the cat sweater. Be you, especially on a, a date weird, like that. Weird like, thing to, oh, let's I, would, do I would actually find it adorable. But I, she can yeah, do no wrong. Would. She can do no wrong. But I honestly, if I if I'd never met her and, she, and a person showed up in a cat sweater, I would think it's pretty funny, to be honest. Have you noticed her pet? Have you noticed her cat dresses for like confessional and stuff? They're like slutty cat uh-huh. dresses. They're like yep. nude mesh with mm-hmm. like Beyonce on Renaissance. The cat's reaching over her um, bosom. I'm like, it's like a slutty cat. Well, well that. That was at her party. Like that was the the black outfit and it had like the two panther cats like yeah. over her boobs. Like, and she yeah. has it in white now too. She's been wearing it in white as well. It took me a minute. It's like because you know Beyonce on Renaissance on the tour, she has those mesh bodysuits with the like mm-hmm. hands reaching over strategically. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I don't think I don't know what Sutton needs. If she needs a strong rich man or an, an assistant, I don't know. She needs well, Nate, she might be Nate, without an you... assistant soon since evidently Dorit's poaching Abby, which is that's that seems that's to a be real, a sore subject. Yeah. That, that that's a real thing in those uh circles. Like they say things like, um, you can steal my husband but don't take my maid. Like I literally mm-hmm. like trying to hire someone's housekeeper or assistant. I mean, they do. 
but but Dorit can't afford Avi. Yeah, be yeah. honest here. True. Like, it's all yeah. talk. It's just all talk. She can't afford him. Yeah. If if it was serious, if like uh, someone with like if Kyle wanted to hire out Javi, uh, uh, Avi, um, it would have been a, I think yeah. I don't think Dorit has the same um, payroll budget that some of these people do. <laughs> Speaking of Dorit, though, I liked her in this episode. Oh my god, she was on one. Like, I don't even know how you ruin a Taco Tuesday because Taco Tuesdays are delightful. But she, 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 I, I was, I was taking notes as I often do. She mm. picked a fight with every single cast member over the episode. Like the, the Kyle one was slight because she was really upset with Kyle in the car because she mm. realized she's being replaced by Morgan, but she didn't really snap at Kyle. She was just kind of rude, but she picked fights with everybody else. And over one episode, and I was like, what is she? Is she always like this? I haven't noticed her being like this this season. But man, she, she was pissing she everybody likes- off. She'll, this was exceptional for her, but she will go through times where all of a sudden she gets a, a bug up her ass or a hair up her ass or something like that. And she'll start like picking out at least on one person. Like she'll, she'll just like bring up something and she won't let it die. Like mm-hmm. she'll beat that horse. She'll beat Santos to death. Like, <laughs> oh no, don't, do not say that. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just warning you, like she, like Santos needs some extra security in my opinion, if, if Dorita's mm-hmm. around, but they, but this was, this was more of her, but usually it's directed at one, maybe two people about the same subject. This was like machine gun, like spraying, yeah. <laughs> like Dorit being just like, blah, 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 and you this and blah, 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 and you this and blah, 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 blah. Well, at least- oh, okay. That, that's what I loved about her this episode. Maybe not the main fights. Like I had mixed feet, like with the Garcelle and things, which we'll get into. But what I did love was her exit where oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, that was just so fun. For, <laughs> I appreciated it. She picks a fight with everyone. It turns back on her. Obviously they're not yep. having it. And she's like, Okay, I'm gonna head out. Um, that didn't go well. I'm gonna head yeah. out. Hey, by the way, Denise and Erica, I think you have yeah. something to talk about. Bye. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh man, <laughs> yep. she, she she threw that dead fish at Denise. Like, hey, don't you guys have something to talk about? And both uh, even Denise, both Denise and Erica were like, mm, not really. We no, don't really no, want to do. I don't want to talk about. <laughs> that was a. Fun, Are you sure? That, that was the part. Are you sure? I'm, yeah. yeah, that was the part I really liked about Dorit when she did that. It's like, ah, oh, my job's done here. I'm going to ruin yeah, your like night. Yeah, throwing, like throwing a grenade and walking out of the room. <laughs> yeah, you guys ruined my night. I'm about to ruin yours. Adios. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the, the sudden thing was just mean. Like, there was no reason to bring up. Erica mm. probably shouldn't have told Dorit about the driver thing. It started as a joke when they were at dinner, with, when they had their boozy dinner the few nights before, the Garcelle, Erica, and Sutton. Where Garcelle mm-hmm. told Erica about making out with the driver, and it was kind of funny there. Sutton didn't seem that upset, and then Erica told Dorit for some reason, which is fine because they were in a, it was just like a small group. But Dorit did not have to tell the whole group. That's just that was awful. Because also it was the way that she told it was it was very pointed to like make fun of Sutton, yeah, to be like to point it out as opposed to we're talking about it. Erica was like, "Well, you're making out," you know. Yeah. That was a three-person conversation right there, as opposed to, and we're just talking about this, as opposed to, like, well, in front of all these people, Sutton, well, you made out with your driver. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're not using what I've done at, in a private moment with whatever, and that I have shared with you, that has been shared with you. We're not going to use that as ammunition to get me back something that you think that i've done wrong like that's, that's not that's the point. like the point of housewives <laughs> it is the point of housewives I, I but it, same was it wasn't the, there was enough going on already like i don't mm. i i just felt like i think there's sometimes where i think that i'm just I, I don't know why i guess this season there's sometimes i'm get i get tired of them picking on Sutton because i just go she doesn't care that much do you know what i mean because sometimes Sutton, like it, sometimes like that thing i just don't think she cares enough and so she's gonna like say whatever and then she's just gonna go whatever whatever you want to do it's not an interesting fight to me does that make sense yeah there was a scene there where i caught where 
Sutton in that dinner party, I was thinking about like who she reminds me of. A little bit of Shannon Bedore, especially earlier Shannon Bedore. Mm -hmm. She's a little coddled, a little fragile. Not saying Sutton or Shannon are weak, but there's in confrontation and they can't handle it. And like you see the way they kind of coddle both of them. And then when when I'm sorry, I'm mixing their names up when Sutton did that thing where she was like and it clicked for me when Sutton did that thing where she's like and I don't know what you guys are doing but I'm gonna accomplish this in the future and I've accomplished that in the future and I'm like oh yeah in my my head I was hearing Shannon Bedore going you will all see the truth and then (laughs) (laughs) that's where it clicked for me I'm like they're very similar in that way and then um and then Kyle cuts to Kyle's confessional, and she's like, if I say accomplished enough, they won't think I have a drinking problem. <laughs> and I was like, she cu- it was, it was, that was the moment where I realized who we're kind of dealing with is like a Shannon Bedore, very privileged, mm-hmm. fragile, like kind of, she has to feel out this dynamic. Because now Sutton is a leading housewife on the show. I mean, mm-hmm. and it, it's not all tea parties and hydrangeas. <laughs> I feel like she's learning how to handle the confrontation better. Like, especially, especially with, with her whole name them to yeah. oh, the to, new one. I like uh, the new one this to, week. An- answer the question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I thought it was great. I thought it was great how she flustered Dorit in that sense, because yeah, she wasn't letting Dorit answer, but so many times Dorit talks over people and doesn't let them answer and doesn't mm. let them get in a word in edgewise. So it was a little bit of like, well, here's some of a taste of your own medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and it's a power play when you don't let people talk. So Sutton was making a power play right there yeah. again and showing people, I don't care what you're saying. Like the, again, she doesn't care. She doesn't care about a lot of these fights. Like some of these fights, they're frivolous. So you can bring them up, name them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, answer the question. Like, tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Because exactly as if in her first episode, when, when Erica came at her was like, you know, you know, or else what? And she was like, or else nothing. And Erica's like, that's right. And she was just like, whatever. Like I've got plenty of money. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is how rich people move throughout this world. That's why they don't get all upset about things on Twitter and stuff because they got plenty of money. They don't have to care. They pay people to care for them. Well, I the uh, Crystal Crystal doesn't care at all. Dorit brought up again. To, this is the other another fight she picked was with Crystal about how Crystal told Sutton about their Kyle and Dorit's con- the the conversation they had about S- Sutton's drinking. Where, you know, where Dorit said, uh, I bet she puts vodka in her coffee. And then Crystal told Sutton that. And Dorit's still upset. And every time she tries to call out Crystal, Crystal's like, yeah, I told her. I don't don't care. So so this time, you know, Dorit was trying to pick a fight and it wasn't going anywhere at all. I don't know why Dorit is circling back to that because she did say it. I mean, they keep Mm -hmm. showing the clip where she said it. I'm not defending her with that. She actually said it and she keeps bringing up. She said it explicitly, explicitly, word for word. So what Crystal said, it wasn't an interpretation. It wasn't that she got it like one word wrong. She said it word for word and she got it repeated word for word. So there you go. I mean, and and she's the one who keeps throwing like she could have moved past that and it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. But now it's going to be reunion fodder when they're like, "You keep denying," or Sutton will be like, "You said I put vodka in my morning coffee," and then it's just going to cut to clip after clip of that. So well, she's I, setting herself up. And Sutton's response to it wasn't even the vodka part. Sutton was like, "I don't drink coffee. You guys know I don't drink coffee." Like it wasn't the vodka part she was taking offense to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dorit Dur- is well, still, think- when you, st- you talk about bringing stuff up, like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, with uh, like Garcelle, no. she keeps going back to the, the the thing that Garcelle said in Vegas about how she doesn't trust the group to- with her talking about her family. And Dorit seemed, seemed to be the only one who took offense to that and keeps bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how her it's- fight with Garcelle started in this episode. It's, it, it, Dorit needs to really give that one up because Dorit looks like a Karen. Like, 
Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, oh st- yeah. Stop when it. you stop and the priv- Oh man, she was stopped dead in her tracks when Garcelle brought <gasps> up the privilege. Because you, there's no, you can't win if somebody's. There's no, no response you can do that will. That will. Yeah. There's no comeback from the privilege thing. And she seemed generally confused yeah. by it. Every. The reaction shots were great. Like all of, are are those Crystal's friends that, you know, they all had Chirons with their names. Are they people that have been on it before? No. Or are they just people? No. They're just guests. They got to witness. Neo was Bill Burr's wife. I I would love it if she was on more because I think Bill Burr on this show as a husband would be hysterical because the show is against his entire like mystique persona (laughs) is like working class Boston to be in this group, he just make fun of them the whole time, which Dude, I think would I mean, be amazing. Maybe like last month, um, I saw on like Instagram, Josh Flagg had was having dinner with Bill Burr. I don't know if they're trying to make their way into that Beverly Hills circle. I mean, talk about somebody who does not give a fuck. Bill Burr does not give a fuck. Like, yeah. Yeah. Such yeah. such a flex too from the wife when she was she was talking and she's like, oh yeah, my husband's a comedian, uh, Bill Burr. Just mm-hmm. threw that out there. What a flex. What a flex. <laughs> She's like, hello. Hi there. Oh, mm. my gosh. Well, I think we should get down to the nitty gritty because it's mm. the best part. Yeah. Erica versus episode. Denise. Uh-huh. Let's talk. Wait, wait. Can I do it? Can I do it? Yes. I really loved Erica in this scene. It really her And I, I've never been a fan of hers, but she won my, melted my cold black heart with this. She literally was like, Let's talk about the OnlyFans. <laughs> Let's talk about what you don't want out there. It was beautiful. Or does, in all yeah. honesty. Like, you're on OnlyFans. You do want it out there. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But, like, with the daughter, she brought up, you know, Sammy. Let's get the, into it. It was great that the running joke throughout the episode wasn't even the OnlyFans. It was how cheap she is on OnlyFans. Everybody yeah. and Sutton was with her. Sutton was looking at it. It was all blurred out, looking at her phone. And like her stylists were like, $7 for Denise Richards? Really? Right? right? Like, I have no idea right? what OnlyFans. In fact, right before we started this, I I was, I looked at all, I was like, I will, I will pay the $7 for this content. But OnlyFans, I went on, it's, too, it's confusing as hell. I'm like, I'm not signing up for this. This is too much. But I would, the $7 just for that alone would have been funny. You know, <laughs> A shout out to one of our listeners, Katie Kirkpatrick. We were DMing about this and seeing if, wondering if maybe, because I always need more money, maybe if I could be Denise and start doing Jordan bundles for like eight bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the encouragement, Katie. <laughs> maybe then we can have Nate do his feet yeah. <laughs> on OnlyFans. <laughs> Sure. I have nice feet. Okay, I'm in. You do have nice feet, actually. Oh, thank you. Oh, aren't you sweet? <laughs> you do. You do. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so that was, oh, my gosh. Because what I appreciate is that neither the producers, editors, pub- the PR department at Bravo NBC did not give away the ending of this episode whatsoever, which was the best part of the episode. I mean, I... Well, actually, I think Katie Katie DM'd me too that she fell out of her chair when she mm-hmm. like watched the like I full on yelped, hollered, and ran around my apartment. That's like that's that gagged me so hard. Mm-hmm. I just was like, "You've got to be oh my god, oh my god!" And everybody did, and nobody was giving it away. That was the great part. Nobody mm-hmm. was really giving it away because I was like. Because I have to watch it the next morning on Peacock. Yeah, and and I did kind of stay off of the socials because I didn't want to know. But at the same time, I was watching it on my lunch break and I was like, <gasps> it, it, was, oh it was comedically perfect that it was while the credits were rolling. And it was basically mm-hmm. the last thing that happened in the episode. It just like that was the end. Oh. So you to, know what that means. We get continued. to see it at the beginning yeah. of the next. Yeah. We get to see it again at the beginning yeah. of the next episode. But, I, but again, I. I mean, I usually say we don't bring up children like that's like they're not a part of it. But there's a little part of me that goes, at least with this, like, you know, and Eric is uh, very protective over her son and stuff. But her son's not in the public eye and doesn't do that stuff. Like Denise's daughter, Sammy, does have an OnlyFans and they're not really going after Sammy. That's the thing. They're not saying what Sammy's doing is bad or anything like that. 
she was just comparing like, hey, well, then who makes more money? Like, you yeah. or Sammy? Like, well, also, and Sammy got on OnlyFans before Denise, I believe, too. And yep. I think they've yep. collaborated, which I, I don't know. I think which is. And Sammy's, by, by all accounts, is she's doing very well on it to the point where Charlie mm-hmm. Sheen is. Charlie Sheen was very against it. He never stopped her. Yep. But he mm-hmm. in the beginning, he was like, I'm not happy about this. As, but And he said, just as long as you can keep it tasteful. I don't know what tasteful on OnlyFans means necessarily. <laughs> and tasteful but, in Charlie Sheen's eyes. Y- yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> That's just why. But, but he seems to have come around. I saw a quote from him recently where he talked about how proud he was that she was doing so well, which mm-hmm. is That's nice. I like, it seems like the relationship's gotten better. Uh, but the, the thing that Denise is... I don't. How many years ago was that conversation? The thing she's still pissed at Erica about. It was years, about right? Because we're, we're yeah, weren't they saying that Sammy yeah. was like fourteen at the time? Three what, and a half to four years ago. What okay. Erica said wasn't that bad. She she wasn't accused. I mean, she sort of she wasn't accusing Sammy of being in threesome. She she basically said your daughter at this point your daughter knows what it is, mm. and she and she kind of jokingly said your daughter knows what a threesome is kind of jokingly if she hasn't done one already i don't think she seriously was accusing denise's yeah. daughter of being in threesome she was just saying your your daughter knows what a threesome yeah. is she's mm-hmm. 14 years old yeah i mean i think it's an example of somebody kind of mishearing slash hearing what they want to hear in the heat of the moment mm-hmm. and then when it's brought back to them they know that they misheard that and they know that they're kind of wrong, but that it's a hill that they're going to die on because, you know, for whatever reason, I think for whatever reason, Denise feels that she's going to die on this hill. She's like, no, you said this about my daughter when it's just plain as day over and over again, we see it. That was not the intention. She was in no way was Erica saying Sammy's had a threesome. Absolutely. effing not. No. So it's like you, you read that wrong, whatever it was, but now you're unwilling at this point, you're unwilling to change your idea of what the narrative is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird, and it's a weird hill to die on. It's something from years ago that, mm-hmm. and I, I bring it up. Not, I, I'm a huge Charlie Sheen fan. I love Two and a Half Men, but I mean to bring it up. It's something you're so vulnerable to a counterattack on. Oh no, yeah. my daughter my teenage daughter overheard you use the word threesome, the daughter I had with Charlie Sheen, the daughter. I mean, I think that's where, and Erica didn't go there so much because that's like more attacking the family on a personal level, but it's just like, Mm -hmm. dude, we all know everyone in your household knows what a threesome is. Well, and when, I mean, when I was like, tra- as we've said before, you had a threesome in a in a fucking motion picture yeah. film in an R rated an R rated motion picture film. Your daughter might have seen Wild Things before. Like she might have seen Wild Things. I don't know. Who knows? So- Not even just the movie. When Charlie Sheen, I was trying to remember his full on breakdown. It was like I think it was about ten or eleven years ago. I think it was around yeah. like, two thousand. Oh, the goddesses. The goddesses. So your dad literally yeah. dated two women at once. When if it was eleven years ago, Sammy was what like seven or eight. Of mm-hmm. course, she knows what a threesome was. Her dad dated two women. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she on her original run on Beverly Hills, um, Denise talked about um, having Charlie's sex workers inviting them in for Thanksgiving with her kids. Mm-hmm. So, which not judgment. I just mean these kids have had a very colorful upbringing and the fact mm-hmm. that that one reference that they might know what a threesome is four years ago, and this is going to be her big it's so weird that she's hung up on this. It just makes like, while we're sitting here talking about it, like, and, and I enjoy Denise Richards, mm-hmm. like always have. And, but I wonder if she has basically a, re, a revisionist problem, a history of mm. revisionist problem, because like thinking about this, like, okay, threesome on wild things, uh, Charlie and the goddesses, like there's, there's a lot of history there so that Erica even saying that I think your daughter, I think any teenager at 14 knows, mm-hmm. has known what a threesome is already implies that like she, like Erica, like just taking stuff even from that in her like subculture, not even just knowing having a teenager of her, her own at one point, 
she just knows what's going on. And this is Denise trying to play revisionist history, which I felt that she was trying to play the second season that she was on of like, I don't do this type of stuff. I'm a different mm-hmm. type of housewife. Whereas like the first season she was on, we all loved her because she was so fucking real. We're like, she's not dressed up. She's in jeans and stuff. And we're like, yes, this is great. She's like, all but so I feel that, that she's somehow she's, yeah, she's a big revisionist. If she doesn't like the way it came off or the way it was, like mm-hmm. she just revises it and expects everybody else to fall in line. Like maybe that's a Denise thing, or maybe I'm just I just see it that way. But well, yeah, look at that's what how it's happened. lining up for me. Look at what made her drop the show. I mean, Brandy, mm-hmm. that that situation yeah. happened. I mean, it's been discussed. And what made it such a big deal was Denise's reaction, the cover up, not the crime. So I yeah. mean it was it was Denise's reaction to the revelation about her relation her rendezvous whatever with Brandy it was her reaction that made it a storyline and the biggest point of the season and she ended up leaving the show she could mm-hmm. have been like haha we made out just like Sutton and the driver you know it didn't have to be a yeah. big deal but it, you're right it is if it's not part of her narrative she's like on a she loses yeah i don't know if it's the loss of control or what but she i don't i don't think she's cut out for reality tv where she doesn't have final edit i agree i'm 100 that's why only fans is perfect because you get Mm -hmm. to decide exactly what you put up and who gets to see what and everything like that so i think that's like that's good that's the great thing about social media in some ways like you get to decide what you put up you don't get to decide how people react though so as we know but I'm just, that just was like beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. It was hilarious. It was perfect. It was honestly, you just couldn't have written it any better. Mm -hmm. Like, like honest, honestly, sometimes those moments are just the first time I ever found myself applauding Erica. I was like, why are you making me love you so much? (laughs) This is what I was thinking too. I think another reason why that even hit so hard is because this season she has been so relatively calm Mm -hmm. and not been taking on a whole bunch of arguments and everything like this. Like there was a little bit, you know, with Sutton about the, with the elevator thing in Vegas and stuff like that. But she hasn't been coming at people. She was angry, especially the last two seasons with everything going on. But she's been, so when, when she came out with this, it's like when, and granted, I got a potty mouth, but when you, when you know somebody who doesn't curse very much and all of a sudden they drop an F-bomb, you're all of a sudden like, oh, oh my God. So with her this season, she just hasn't been fighting that much. She's been pretty chill about things. She's been taking things on the chin. And this time she just was like, boom. Yeah, exactly. And this time, and she still has a sense of humor and she still has a sense of self. She didn't lose any control, but Mm -hmm. she really just was like, this is something I'm come. You're coming at me. And this is the time when I know I can come at you. So don't get it twisted. I'm not, I'm not just. I'm not the lazy dog that's just going to roll over and show my belly mm-hmm. because like, no, no, I will come at you now. Like, don't think that I'm asleep at the wheel. And I, I mean, thought, I think that's it, another reason it hit so hard. It, it broke and she broke it down very, like whether you like her and I don't even like her that much. The art, her argument was like flawless. I mean, mm-hmm. that, I was just like, wow. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Jordan, I'm a little um, upset with you that you haven't already come up with a parody Twitter account for Kim Richards' scarf. I'm sure there are plenty of them out there. <laughs> okay, that was awesome. Um, she just pulled, like, everybody just was just, even Kyle was like, did you just pull a Kleenex out of your scarf? And she's like, oh, I keep all kinds of things in here. <laughs> she was like, what, what did Kyle say in her confessional? Like, is there a phone in there? Is there a small kitten? <laughs> it, it was definitely a little gray kitten. gardens. <laughs> you know, little lady with the scar. I was like, yeah. If we're going to talk about, there's been some new, this is a PCP exclusive, like legit PCP exclusive. We tweeted about it a little to give you a taste. But speaking of Kyle, I'm sure you guys saw the news. It was in page six. I think it's been now been mentioned in people and stuff that Mauricio was spotted in Aspen 
leaving. I think it was the Hotel Jerome, which is like a five-star hotel there, um, with an influencer named Alexandria Wolf. Well, oh, God, I'm going to sound like one of those people. Have I got the tea? I've met this Alexandria. I met her this summer at the Beverly Hills Hotel, where she was lingering in the lingering in the lobby you know what we've i want to say this carefully delicately um (laughs) she she was waiting she they call in the articles they call her an influencer in beverly hills but what we were doing i was with a, a pretty cool group we were waiting for our reservation at the polo lounge and she came over and approached us and was being very friendly which in those situations, she's a very pretty girl, very well dressed. People in Beverly Hills aren't friendly like that. Like, you know, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Let's exchange, blah, blah, blah. And so immediately I was on guard, like, what does she want? Is it because of the people I'm with? Is she looking for clients? I don't know what it is, but people just genuinely, generally aren't that friendly. And, um, so, and then eventually her date for the evening came, arrived, who was taking her to dinner there. And he was a 80 year old married man. So you draw conclusions, what she does for a living. I don't know, but she follows me on Instagram. I have texts from her (laughs) from back (laughs) the night. I'm, I mean, I was just like, I, what I'm trying to get at here is that she's the kind of, I don't think Mauricio necessarily even knew he was walking out of the hotel with her. Like I saw her do it to our group. She latched on in the lobby of a five-star hotel and just was like making sure to be seen with us in this. And Mm -hmm. if you look at it, like, I'm sorry, Mauricio doesn't need to buy girls. He's no, he doesn't. I don't think he does it. He has girls throwing him, themselves at him. Whether he takes it or not, I don't know. That's not my issue here. But I think she stayed. I think that girl, Alexandra, staged this. It went, I mean, suddenly she's on the cover of page six. And now there are statements being made that she's an influencer, designer. All the, it was a script that she had used on us. I had heard I had heard that resume. I had a lot of doubts about it, but now I'm seeing in statements and stories things that's things about her that have obviously been fed to the press by her because she used those on us. And wasn't she originally from Texas, like Dallas or something? Yeah, that was another thing. So she was when I met her. This was in August. This past August. And um, she was staying at hotels around Beverly Hills. And it's not just the Beverly Hills Hotel. She hits up all of them. It was the Beverly Wilshire. There were, you know, where girls hang out, whatever. The Beverly Wilshire? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was, when you said the 80 year old married man, I was going to, was it Richard Gere? Because he's, he's getting close <laughs> to 80. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I just felt like it wasn't kosher. So I kept my distance, you know. Um, and where was I going with that? Wait, what did you ask me? Oh, well, I asked her about being in Dallas Texas. because I remember you oh, yeah, sending me right, her Texas. her IG, and I was like, "Oh yeah, she looks very Dallas, like her mm-hmm. old pictures." Because it was something about like she didn't she ask you if you could help her with her social media or something yeah, like that, and I did. was like, and was like, and we were all kind of like suspicious of her, like, and all I did know, was from what take you a glance. Us. And I was like, you know, my one tip would be if you want to make it or look more local, your pictures are a little Texas pageanty. Too much hair, too much makeup, too posed. As like, may you know, that was my one bit of advice to her. And so she was said she was from originally from New York, but raised in Dallas, and now she was moving to LA with an investor in her fashion mm. line, putting her mm-hmm. up at the hotel. And it's just there were too many flags going off for me. So game recognizes game. Mm-hmm. I just so when I 
basically what happened is I was scrolling Twitter and the page six article had just come out and then I see it and it says Alexander, it's a picture of her and Mauricio. I didn't even see Mauricio or his, the name. I was like, oh my God, there's that girl. And then I looked, oh my God, there's her name. Good for her. And I was like, mm. then my jaw dropped when I shifted over and it was Mauricio. And my thinking was like at that hotel, did was she targeting like, you know, I looked at who she follows on Instagram. Not that I'm important enough to target, but it's, you know, it's the Beverly Hills group. And I don't know if it was a coincidence that she was waiting in that hotel and made sure to walk out of it with him when there were cameras there. So Mm -hmm. I'll let you guys draw your own conclusions. I will just say none of our business. Yeah, none of our <laughs> none of my business. I just think it was a setup is what I'll say. I think she set this whole thing up for press and she is riding high off of it. So good for her. By the way, I screenshot that she followed me in case this comes out and she hears <laughs> it and unfollows. I have all the proof. So <laughs> Oh boy, what a wholesome tale to end this, wrap this holiday season with. Mm-hmm. So, well, there's no I pop culture you know, episode. It's it's just a Bravo episode this this. this yeah, week yeah, this week. I mean, it's heavy. We have family. Believe it or not, we have family and people who welcome who don't hate us ish. So we're gonna do wholesome. <laughs> we're gonna do wholesome things. But your gift to us, of course, could always be to rate, subscribe, review, and follow Pretty Corrupt Podcast. Make the share with your whoever you meet in hotel lobbies, as long as it's a five-star place. Um, head on over to social media, Instagram and TikTok, Pretty Corrupt Podcast, Twitter at Pretty Corrupt One, and of course, all our personal accounts are linked there. So you can follow our personal journeys of mayhem and mischief. Well, on that note, see you in the new year.